from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Joseph Greenman, the pastor of Blessed Frederick Ozenam Parish in Markham. Friends, today the televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the estate of Henry Clute. This Mass is offered for the repose of the souls of Henry and Josephine Clute. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. My brothers and sisters, as we gather to celebrate God and his immense love for us, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength in our journey. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Hear what the Lord says. Rise. Plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt, and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. These things you have done and I have been silent. You thought that I was just one like yourself. Those who bring thanksgiving as their sacrifice honor me. To those who go the right way, I will show the salvation of God. Friends, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But Jesus answered them, An evil and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so for three days and three nights the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with his generation and condemn it, because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah, and see, something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon and see something greater than Solomon is here. The Gospel of the Lord. Oh, well, friends, there's many beautiful things to reflect upon from both our readings today, our first reading from the book of the prophet Micah, and then our gospel from Matthew chapter 12. Just want to start off with a bit of a story though. There was a guy who once went to the doctor and he said to the doctor, you know, doc, when I touch here, 
it hurts. And when I touch here, it hurts. And when I touch here, it hurts. And the doctor goes, aha, you have a broken finger. You didn't expect that, did you? However, this is kind of what happened to the Pharisees. They see Jesus working all these signs before them. They accuse him of the wrong thing, totally off the mark. They accuse him of working with the power of the demons, with the power of Beelzebub. And in today's gospel, they who, as Jesus claims them to be an idolatrous and evil generation, they want a sign from him. They didn't say what kind of a sign, any sign that will authenticate him as the son of God and working in the name of God and his power. Let's go back a little bit to our first reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Micah says today that the Lord enters into trial with Israel. He takes them to court, so to speak. The Lord does not take the role of judge, but rather the part of the offended party and initiates a lawsuit, so to speak, against Israel for breaking what? For breaking the covenant. Micah is the one who presents the Lord's case and he says the Lord begs his people to tell him what offense of his might have provoked them to betray the covenant so completely. These words from our first reading today we hear on Good Friday usually. While he formed them by his justice in redeeming them from slavery in the Exodus, they have reduced the covenant relationship to an empty ritual to mask lives that are devoid of integrity. The Lord asks three things of his people through Micah. Number one, they must do what is good. They must do what is right, what is just. Social injustice cannot continue. Number two, they must love goodness and kindness all the days of their life. And because of that, they must act with mercy, loyalty, and fidelity. Man is called to respond with love to God's love. And three, they must walk humbly with their God. This means living in the Lord's presence and acting in conformity with God's ways and being acceptable to God. God desires right conduct more than sacrifice. He rejects mechanical piety of worship that does not include proper social and ethical conduct. Without justice and kindness and fidelity, burnt offerings, thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil are meaningless and useless. In the gospel, the Pharisees have started to plan how to put Jesus to death. They approach Jesus today, not seeking to learn wisdom from him, but actually looking for a way to trap him, a trap that would lead, of course, to his death. If Jesus and his message are from God, then he has to provide a validating sign. For the Pharisees, the miracles, the healings and exorcisms seemingly are not enough. And you know how the expression goes, none so deaf as those who will not hear. Such were the Pharisees. They explain away these signs, attributing them, as we said earlier, to the power of the, of the devil. Jesus says their hearts, sees their hearts and says 
that they are part of an evil and unfaithful generation. This is the exact opposite of what God asks from his people through the prophet Micah today. This generation is unfaithful to the covenant and set on committing evil. The language, believe it or not, also reminds us of the Israelites in the desert back in the book of Exodus, who were disinherited from the promised land because they were an evil generation, perverse and crooked in their ways. Like the generation in the desert who saw many signs and refused to believe, the scribes and Pharisees will be disinherited from the kingdom if they persist in their rejection of Jesus. The only sign Jesus gives on the scribes and Pharisees is the sign of Jonah. What does that mean? This has actually two dimensions to it. First, Jesus will be accused by the religious leaders and put to death. However, like Jonah, who was thrown out into, onto land after three days and three nights of being in the belly of a whale, Jesus will rise, as he says, from the heart of the earth after three days and three nights. And so therefore, the resurrection is the ultimate sign that demonstrates his divine authority. Second, Jesus gives two examples of Gentiles who believed, like pagans who believed, the people of Nineveh, those pagan Gentiles, they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and the queen of Sheba, right, the queen of the south, a pagan, rich, had everything going for her, however, sought out the wisdom of King Solomon. These pagans exhibited more faith than the scribes and Pharisees. If these Gentiles responded to Jonah and Solomon, how much more should the scribes and Pharisees respond positively to Jesus? Great question for us as well. How do we respond to Jesus' call? God did great things for his people, freeing them from slavery, entering into a covenant with them, giving them water, manna, and food in the desert. Despite God's love and mercy, the people were unfaithful to the covenant and worshipped the golden calf. They murmured against Moses and longed to return to Egypt, regardless of how much they suffered before. Likewise, Jesus does great things for God's people. He frees them from the slavery of sin, establishes a new covenant, gives them living water and bread from heaven. Despite his love and mercy, the scribes and Pharisees rejected him and put him to death, accusing him of blasphemy and of violating God's law. Today, God asks us to answer him. Our answer is a prayer, a prayer asking for forgiveness for the times we have committed evil and been unfaithful to God, a prayer of thanksgiving for the great things he has done for us, a prayer of intercession for our brothers and sisters, for our enemies, and a prayer of praise that gives him glory because he is our God. And in the Eucharist that we will now continue with, we offer the acceptable sacrifice to God. The sacrifice is not meaningless because it is the sacrifice which restores us to friendship with God and strengthens our bonds of communion. And so my brothers and sisters, instead of asking Jesus for a sign, why not ask Jesus to increase your and my faith? And we will see the end result more profitable to us than anything else. Let us continue with our celebration of the Eucharist with the prayers of the faithful. 
We pray first and foremost for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious men and women who serve the church and God's holy people with generosity and joyfulness. We pray to the Lord. For all of those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intention book, especially those who feel isolated and alone, may God calm their fears and lead them into peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord Let's pray for all those people who have seen us or spoken to us and asked us to keep them in mind, especially when we celebrate the Eucharist together. We pray to the Lord. And for those who have died, that the Lord may grant to them eternal rest and peace, especially those for whom we offer this Mass today. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord Heavenly Father, we bring you these, our prayers, and many more that lie deep within, and we ask you to change them into your holy will for us and for those whom we pray for. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth, work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbles himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, work of human hands, it'll become our spiritual drink. Lord, wash away my iniquity from all my sins this day. Cleanse me, O Lord. Pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive with favor, O Lord, we pray the offerings of your people, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through these heavenly mysteries, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For although you have no need of our praise, yet our thanksgiving is itself your gift. And since our praises add nothing to your greatness, but profit us for salvation through Christ our Lord. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, 
so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the blessed Joseph, her faithful spouse, with the blessed apostles, today, Saint Apollinaris and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Friends, at the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, together we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, 
Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us joyfully offer each other a sign of God's peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us, grant us peace. Behold Jesus, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world, the one greater than Jonah, the one greater than Solomon. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. With those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Friends, let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with the sacrament, that we may come to possess your redemption both in mystery and in the manner of our life through Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, the Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless and protect you now and always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass. If you'd like to sponsor a Mass or share in sponsoring a Mass, please call our office at 1-888-383-6277 for details. Ooh, dear.